Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This week on the pod, we will be talking all about bears. Now, bears are really awesome, and I've always liked them. Have you? Yeah. Uh, this episode was a challenging one to put together. I kept coming up with different ways to format it, but eventually I just went with my original idea. <laughs> So today we will uh, go over each bear species, and we're going to end on a very good story. Okay. Uh, we uh, we also have uh, with us today, as always, uh, Colonel Cheetor. How you doing today, buddy? I run fast. Really fast. Same yeah. last time. Yeah, we know. We know you're fast. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long we're going to keep doing that part. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, I always enjoy doing our recent stories episodes. Yeah. Those are always pretty fun. Uh, you like doing doing those too, right, yeah. Dave? Yeah. Uh, so go back and check it out if you haven't yet. We tell like seven, eight, or nine really good stories for that. Yeah. Uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate it. And we love knowing that you're out there. Uh, and if you enjoy the show and want to contribute to the show, what you can do is go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. Give us a re- give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It just really helps us get noticed and gain attention. So please go ahead and do that for us. And if you do give us a review, we will give you a shout-out. Unfortunately, no shout-outs today. Aww. Um. But uh, hopefully we'll get some more um, coming soon. Um, And also we have super shout outs for people who uh, donate to the show and they become producers for us. Uh, Well, we'll kind of end on we talk about at the end. So I kind of want to get going on this episode. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So let's get into learning about bears. So bears are large mammals under the. Ursidae family, I believe that's how you say it, which hmm. is like their proper name for bears in Latin. Uh, the name okay. ba- the name bear comes from Old English bera, and the term has many meanings in many different languages. I didn't feel like going over them. Okay. All. Oh, hey, that makes sense. I mean, the uh, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor constellations, you know. Oh, I'm not familiar that's, with that. Uh, yeah, with the uh, I'm trying to remember is it the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper? Uh, one of those is the back of the bear. Oh, which is it? probably the Ursa Major, I would assume. Oh, well, is, hey, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, Ursa. Ursa bear. Well, okay. That, okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me now. I did not know that. So, <laughs> hey, I learned something new. Uh, but bears are known for being omnivores, meaning that they eat both plants and meat. The only real exceptions are polar bears, who are true carnivores. Okay. And pandas, who are pretty much exclusively eat but they almost like 99% is bamboo all right so they're more on the herbivore side but and bears are also known to hi- hibernate but actually only two species um two species actually do hibernate oh we're going to get into that a little right. bit um let's let's get into the different bear species now uh bears are found in north america south america europe and uh a good amount of Asia, and there are no bears in Australia, Africa, or Antarctica. All right. I I noticed like almost every uh, continent is named is starts with an A. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what when I, when I was writing this part down, they almost all start with A. I mean, 
Um, you can even say North America, South America. Yeah. So the only one that doesn't is Europe. Yeah. But all the others start with an A. I just when I was writing all that down, I figured that out. Thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there are eight bear species that exist. There are the uh, we have the polar bear, brown bear, American black bear, Asian black bear, sun bear, sloth bear, and Ooh. spectacled bear. And, oh, and the giant panda, of course. Oh, okay. So you've probably heard of most of these, Dave, uh, but probably not all of them either. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to go into detail about all of them. Now, we're not going to do like, like this isn't a solo episode. You know, when you have a solo, we go yeah. pretty in detail uh-huh. about them. So this is a very uh, minimized uh, solo episode for each of these, I guess you could say. But I, I, there's just not enough time to go over all of them. And, and we're going to cover a lot of these bears in solo episodes. All right. So uh, let's get started with the smallest of them, and that is the sun bear, also known as the Malayan bear or the honey bear. Hmm. These bears are found in tropical rainforests of Southeast Asia, ranging from the northeast tip of India, Bangladesh, Myanmar, Thailand, Malaysia, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, a small part of southern China, and the islands of Sumatra and Borneo in Indonesia. So mm. that encompasses a good, almost all of Southeast Asia. Mm. And I, I, I really didn't know much about this bear at all until I'm doing the research for it. But their populations are actually pretty patchy throughout these areas as well. Oh. So keep, in, keep that in mind. Their, their fur is short, like really thin fur, and black. Uh, it gets its name from its crescent-shaped pale patch on its chest area mm. it's it, it um it looks kind of like the letter u but they say it looks like a crescent sun oh all right and uh it's it's kind of an off-white color kind of cream colored and each bear has a different shape uh like some some bears have like a, a real mess <laughs> like it doesn't oh. look like a u at all but um the majority of them kind of look u-shaped right it's and it's kind of on their neck yeah, their neck chest area huh. Uh, they are the smallest bear species. Adults range from around 60 pounds to 175. So when I say that, like 175 is like a very large one. So mm-hmm. uh, mostly put them in the category right in the middle of All right. when I say that. Well, sounds like you can have one as a pet. Yeah, they're like a large dog, you know, like a large oh. dog size. And on average, the males are about 20% larger than females. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty standard throughout um, bear species. Normally, males are around 20 to 33% larger, so a, a, oh. a third. Um, their, sm- their small size helps them with their arboreal lifestyle in the trees. Hmm. These bears are also kind of not, they're partly nocturnal and partly not. All right. I can't, I can't remember the proper name for that, but hmm. uh, these bears have the largest are the longest tongues of any bear. Oh, yeah? Oh. And they look really bizarre when they stick their tongues out. It's, like, comically long. Like anteaterish. ish Yeah. Long? Oh, wow. They're, they're, it sticks out, like, around almost a foot wow. out of their mouth. Like, that's how long their tongue is. It's, it's really long. And they use this long tongue for good use. Uh, they use it to extract termites oh. and bee larvae as well. And they'll eat fruits as well. 
they also occasionally eat meat like birds, reptiles, and small mammals when given the opportunity. But their favorite food it goes with their nickname. They have a major appetite for honey and honeycombs. Mm. And they, they actually use their, they have really powerful jaws and uh, to open, they use it to open hardwood, hardwood trees to get to the honey. All right. And I actually, I watched a funny video of a sun bear who had a jar of peanut butter. Uh-huh. It ate the entire thing and it literally licked the jar completely clean. Like <laughs> It was a big jar, like, like. It had to be almost a foot high, uh-huh. and it was just sticking its tongue all nice. the way down and getting licking that thing clean. It was kind of funny, <laughs> and it, it, the bear looked like it was having the time of its life too. It was just nice. enjoying it completely. <laughs> and like I said, they live in trees and even sleep in trees. They actually build a nest up there, kind of wow. like a bird. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And like other bears, they are mostly solitary and normally only coming together for mating purposes. And then, of course, mothers and cubs. Hmm. Also, because they live in the warm jungles and food is available year round, they do not hibernate. None of the oh. jungle, none of the jungle bears hibernate. Makes sense. Uh, now, these bears do um, do face major threats, mostly from habitat loss and poaching, which is pretty much the common theme for most of the bears. Yeah. Uh, the two, yeah, the main, that, those are the two main things that threaten them. And let's go to our conservation scale. We're going to go to it eight times this episode. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go over it once here. So remember, it's a seven-point scale. Uh, one means extinct. Two means extinct in the wild. Three means critically endangered. Four means endangered. Five means vulnerable. Six means near-threatened. And seven means of least concern. Hmm. Uh, so the sun bears are at a five. So they are vulnerable. All right. But just because they're the smallest bear doesn't mean they can't be dangerous to humans as well. In fact, they have attacked and killed people before. Oh, wow. And I've got a little bit, I've got a mini story, like very right. mini story. But in October 2017, a couple, uh, they were walking through their rubber plantation in Ryan, Indonesia. I don't know if I said oh. probably did not say that right. When a sun bear attacked them and mauled them both and actually killed the woman. Wow. And the man was severely wounded. So they Jeez. can definitely be dangerous. I remember, you know, that 70 on the Netflix show, the 72 most dangerous animals. Yeah. And the Asian one, they were on the list oh. of 72. Gee. And they, I can't remember. But yeah, they had a little segment on it. It was pretty cool. Uh, in 2015, a man was killed when a bear mauled him in South Sumatra. And in 2009, a man lost his fingers and left eye in an attack. Wow. So just because they're the smallest bear doesn't mean they're not capable of uh, attacking and killing people. Yeah. But attacks are extremely rare. Very, maybe, very Maybe rare. you don't want one as a pet then. No, I mean, <laughs> why would you want a bear as a pet? Because well, they're a lot cute. Of, they are cute and like they're pets in circuses, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes I'm sure we could find stories on those. You know? Yeah, we, we definitely can. <laughs> I, I've already looked into it a little bit. But yeah, so very interesting bears, the sun bears. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't know much about them until I did this research. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners didn't know much about them. So now you at least know something. Yeah. So let's go to our next uh, bear species. Next is the Asiatic black bear, or also known as the moon bear. Hmm. So we have the sun bear and the moon bear. Ah. Uh, or, or they're also known as the white-chested bear. 
these Wait, guys, do they have? But, yeah. but the other one has the white chest. Yeah, right? there's the a couple of them got some white oh, chest stuff. Okay. These guys are um, similar to our American black bears in size and everything, but they have a distinct white patch on their chest, similar to the similar to the sun bear. It's it's kind of like a V on their chest. You know, like I said, he, Ooh, a nice. U or a V doesn't the same thing. But uh. yeah, they got one. Theirs is a little more pronounced. Like there, it normally looks like a V on there. Although huh. some of them, they differs between bear to bear. Huh. And Asiatic black bears. Uh, well, there are several different subspecies. Subspecies depend on where they live, and they are found in many Asian countries, including <sighs> Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Cambodia, China, India, Iran, Japan, South Korea, North Korea, Laos, Myanmar, Nepal, Pakistan, Russia, Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. Oh, nice! And I don't know if you noticed, but that was an alf- that was alphabetically nice. <laughs> Hey, you should have done it to a tune like uh, Wacko on Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that show. Okay, that was a that was a de- decent reference there, Dave. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting better, I guess. And that, that <laughs> seems like a lot of places, but the populations are pretty patchy throughout oh. all of these areas. Um, adult females weigh typically from 90 to 300 pounds, and males from 130 to 450. Oh wow! So okay, you know one th- that's a huge vary variation and. Uh, it all depends on where they live and what they feed on, you know. Yeah. But uh, typically, the the average for a male bear is right around three hundred. So yeah, whenever I say that, put it in the middle, and that's what their average size is. Mm. The largest of the subspecies are found in Siberia, Russia, uh, northern China, and Korea, the Korean Peninsula. Peninsula that makes sense. That's yeah. colder weather, so typically animals are larger up north. Yeah. And all of the subspecies vary in size and sometimes in features as well. So the ones in Siberia, it makes yeah, it makes sense that they're larger and also have a they have a thicker coat than the ones uh, in the lower parts of the continent. Hmm. And black bears are very comfortable climbing trees and are largely arboreal as well. Uh, their diets differ from where they live, but pretty typical bear diet, what you would think. Uh, you know, being omnivores, eating insects, berries, and some meat. Hmm. Now, these bears are the most typically used species uh, in circuses. Oh, all right. Around the world. You know, you get a lot of the Asian yeah. circuses. Um, and they're, they're also used as pets as well. Like oh, we wow. were just saying. I mean, I wouldn't want one as a pet, but maybe it, it could be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they're easier to train or something. There's Yeah, they are really smart. Bears in general are really are very smart. So, I mean, we, we've seen, all seen videos of bears and circuses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we see big brown bears in there as well. So, yeah, I guess they're the most common one in circuses. Hmm. Um, on our conservation chart, they are also at a five, oh. being vulnerable. Hmm. Probably because the circuses are also pretty vulnerable <laughs> right now, too. They really are. Um, they And they mostly don't hibernate, but some in northern mountain ranges will. Hmm. Make, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But let's go to our next species. Next, we have the sloth bear. Ooh, I, yeah, I really, this I really like this. The sloth bears are really neat. And, and we will certainly have a full episode on them sometime as well. All right. But let's talk a little bit about them. Uh, it looks different from the black bear by its... They've got really shaggy hair. Hmm. Um, especially around its neck. Kind of almost like a mane, like a mini mane. Uh-huh. Um, these guys are also the most dangerous bear in Ooh. Southern Asia, for sure. 
They live throughout India and even in Sri Lanka, but they are currently extinct in Bangladesh. So Ooh. primarily they live in India. So if you hear of a bear attack in India, odds are it was a sloth bear. Oh. Their size, uh, males average around 175 to 320. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's a good not... Size. That's good size, but it's not, not like... as big as the... Not black. as big as even the black bears here a lot of the time. Well, yeah, around 300, so... Yeah, but they're not not nearly as big as a brown bear, which are no. also very dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, these guys they're very dangerous. Their muzzles are they're long. They're they got a very long muzzle compared to most bears, hmm. and they also have a long tongue as well as the sun bears that's used for um, termites and eating insects. All right. And uh, they have the they, they, other than that they have kind of a standard diet of a bear. And they also are very aggressive, more so than most bears, and are known to attack and kill people. Wow. They have uh, even been known to fight tigers in their habitat. You know how we did a whole Siberian brown bear thing? Yeah. Well, in this case, it's a, a Bengal tiger versus a sloth bear. Wow. And maybe I, it has the. Maybe it's a highly dangerous because it's a name is misleading. It is misleading, <laughs> and I'm going to get into... I actually have Everyone a, thinks so. It's not going to get... <laughs> I have a little bit on why they're named that as well oh, I'm going right. to get to. But uh, I watched a video of a sloth bear and a tiger fight. Oh, really? Yeah. The tiger was bigger and looked like it had the bear down for the count. It, like, had it by its neck, it looked like. And the bear wasn't really moving. But the bear, like, kicked out and uh, brought the fight right back to the tiger. Oh, wow. It was kind of like a Hulk Hogan. Oh, (laughs) nice. You know how he would start shaking his fist. He would start hulking up after a while (laughs) go... You and then nice. give him give him a big boot and then an atomic leg drop and always, <laughs> and I always pinned him. But nice, um, yeah. So it started like hulking up and then it brought the fight right back to the bear and then the bear kind of walked away and the tiger just gave up. Wow, it's really interesting to see that. That is to see the two fight like that. But for the 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 reason they are called a sloth bear is due to their very large claws for digging for the oh, termite right. termite mounds. They use them for mm-hmm. digging. And they are long and curved like a sloth's. Huh. So kind of a weak name. <laughs> yeah. If that's the that's that's all I could find on why yeah. they was named the sloth bear. So pretty weak naming. Although it, it, it kind of fits still. Sloth bear. You don't expect it to be dangerous, but it it really is dangerous. Gee. And when they eat termites, they uh, they put their lips together and they suck them out like a vacuum. Huh. Uh, creating like a, creating a suction. Oh wow! And just okay. Suck them all up. So uh, a big shaggy vacuum, and I'm sure maybe some <laughs> maybe some middle aged uh, housewives would really enjoy having that around the house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just throw some termites; it'll clean up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and sloth bears have a similar white V. Another. Oh. So all these bears so far have had some kind of a white uh, mark on huh. their chest. So they have they, they have one as well. It's like a V across their chest, like kind of like the black bear uh, and, and the sun bear. So and it can vary as much as the others as well. Oh. But you can really tell a sloth bear apart from the others by its shaggy fur. That's the best way to do it. Oh, all right. And on our conservation scale, sloth bears are also at a five. Hmm. So vulnerable. Uh, they also have the the longest tail of all bears, and are the only. Uh, bear with long hair on their ears. I don't know what that's for, hmm. but they have the longest tail. It's still not very long. Huh. It's stumpy. I, I didn't get the length on it. But yeah, I didn't even know. You know, bears don't really even have it. It's like a, it's, it's like, like a, a pug or something. Yeah, it's, not. It's less than a pug. 
It's like a little stump. It's a nubbin. Yeah, Yeah, a little like a thumb, nub thumb. (laughs) A nub thumb right on there, right above their ass. (laughs) There is is one famous sloth bear called the Bear of Mysore. Hmm. M-Y-S-O-R-E. That's an Indian name. But uh, it was an unusually aggressive bear that was responsible for the deaths of at least 12 people. Wow. And the mauling of 24 others. Gee. This uh, was back in 1957, and the bear was shot and killed by another famous hunter of man-eaters, not Jim Corbett. Oh. <laughs> not Jim Corbett, but Kenneth Anderson. Hmm. If you remember me mention him at all, uh-uh. I- I've briefly mentioned him like in our Jim Corbett episodes, oh. and he, uh, there's no doubt that we will have a, a whole episode on him at one point. There you go. Your first drink of the day. Is that the first one? I, I, I feel so. I feel like that might be the second one. It's the third uh, one. I guess because we talked, we'd have other ones on that. Yeah, so yeah, you're definitely going to be taking lots of shots if you're following the rule of the game, where if I say we're going to cover that sometime, then you got to take a shot. So here, we'll, we'll say this is the first one right now. <laughs> here, Matt, take a drink. <laughs> oh, no, because I, I said it on the sloth bear. Oh, wait, we're on the sloth bear, but I said it earlier uh, about the sloth bear. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I briefly mentioned him before, and no doubt we will have another episode. Uh, um, but, yeah, this bear of Mysore killed 12. It's a famous Gee. famous story. It has, like, its own Wikipedia uh-huh. about, like, in it's lay- layered out. So we can definitely do an episode on that. We're All gonna... right. Oh, also, um, uh, Baloo from the Jungle Book mm-hmm. is uh, a sloth bear. Interesting. But, I mean, even though it never really looks like one in any of the films, like, uh-huh. he doesn't look like a true sloth bear. He looks, he just doesn't look like a sloth bear. He's yeah. not shaggy hair. Like bear. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a normal bear. But, he, in fact, he is supposed to be a sloth bear. Huh. It's not very dangerous for a sloth bear either. No, he's blue as, mm-hmm. blue as not. But, uh, a little, yeah, they kind of messed up on blue, I think. <laughs> yeah. If he's actually a sloth bear, but. Anyway, let's go. Let's learn about our next species. That's going to be the giant panda. Oh, and I'm sure everyone knows what a panda bear is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big, furry, fluffy. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, pandas are one of your daughter's favorite animals as yeah. well. I know that. Yeah, but there's just something about pandas that people just love, and I guess it's the cuteness that is so appealing. But uh, in fact, remember how. Uh, people would enter the enclosure of Juju the panda yeah, in attempts to give it a hug. Remember how uh, that worked out for them? Yeah, they got a hug. They didn't get a hug. Remember Juju? <laughs> yeah, a big hug and a big big uh, jaws on their legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he always went for the legs. He always went for the legs. And I um, I think that was back on episode 24. And that's that's one of my favorite episodes that we've done. That was pretty when good, stupid yeah. people jumping in a zoo enclosure. So learn more about Juju and go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Yeah. Didn't you mention a famous, uh, uh, was it movie, singer or movie star? No, it was, meet Juju, uh, wasn't Avon- it? it was uh, Trump. Uh, oh, Avanka. that's right. Okay. Avanka? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She went and visited. Uh, they, it's like Panda. They use it for, I don't know, like the governments use it to bring people to make them happy yeah. about being in China. Yeah. yeah. But pandas live exclusively in China, in the mountains of uh, central China. And though it belongs in the order Car- uh, Carnivora, the panda's bear diet is almost 100% bamboo. A uh, panda will eat up to 20 to 30 pounds of bamboo shoots a day mm. to compensate for the limited energy bamboo produces. So wow. bamboo doesn't do much for you. It's that, funny they, that, that, that's, that's why would they adapt? That's why, that's why I've always 
like I panda bears are cute and all, but they're kind of stupid, I think, because all they do is eat bamboo and it's like super low nutrients. I don't know. I've never been been trained on a certain diet, you know, it's like, no, you got to eat fiber. Don't get too fat and cuddly. (laughs) And yeah, there are fat and cuddly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we saw, we saw one of the San Diego zoo. Actually there had, how many did they have there? I can't remember how many there were there, but they had one of them that was out just chomping. It was, and it was loud too. When it, when it bites that bamboo, it's a loud crunch. Uh You can hear it around the bend. Yeah. Bamboo is really sturdy stuff yeah. and then their jaws are really big yeah um uh, so yeah pandas what they, they basically just eat and sleep all day <laughs> some at the same time yeah because <laughs> yeah. really yeah it was it was just sitting there laying on its back belly exposed with this whole pile of, of bamboo off to the side so it just reaches <laughs> over and grabs crunch <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, that sounds about right for them. However, they will eat um, other other things if necessary. They they have been seen eating birds, insects, or even small mammals. Oh. But it's almost exclusively bamboo. Interesting. And pandas also do not hibernate. They actually migrate to other areas during winter. Oh, and pandas aren't small either. Uh, some of the males can get up to 350 pounds. Wow. I mean, their their average is actually closer to 250, but that, it's not, not a small bear. That could be a sumo panda. A sumo panda. I thought, actually, sumo's in Japan. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, so that, that didn't really fit oh. there. <laughs> and I, I thought about this when doing the research. Pandas kind of resemble orcas. Yeah, with the patch. I don't the know. Yeah, they just, I just came to my head when I was doing the research. Interesting. Like, they're like... They kind of look like what they're there with their black and white patterns that they have. Yeah. yeah. But they're both mammals. They are both mammals. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that and thought I'd write it down. But pandas also have, they have a sixth finger. Oh, interesting. And it's more like an additional thumb, kind of a, a kind wow. of a, a nub. I, th- I can't remember exactly what part of the hand, their paw it's on. Huh. But they evolve them and it actually helps to hold bamboo hmm. while they eat. It's called a pseudo thumb. Interesting. Yeah. And I found a few interesting things. I found a couple of really kind of cool things I want to talk about. Uh, Westerners didn't know about pandas until 1869. Wow. When a French missionary received a skin from a hunter. But they still never really seen one, Westerners. Huh. The first Westerner known to actually see a living panda was a German zoologist named Hugo Weigold, who purchased a cub in 1916. Wow. Yeah, isn't that something? And then in the 1920s, Theodore Roosevelt Jr. became the first Westerner to shoot a panda. So not Teddy, Hmm. not Teddy Roosevelt, uh, the president, but his eldest son. You know how Teddy was a big hunter, and we're definitely going to cover Teddy at some point. Hmm. There's another shot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, this was his son. I didn't know. Interesting. He, I didn't. I don't know anything about his sons. But yeah, I guess they followed in his footsteps in wow. that way. And That's so crazy. So yeah, we didn't find out about. So Westerners didn't really find. Well, yeah, I should say we didn't really get to know enough about them until World yeah. War One. Yeah, exactly. That is nuts. Isn't that fat? I that was really interesting to me. Yeah. But uh, as of 2014, 49 pandas lived in captivity outside of China. In 13 different countries. So they're a very sought-after animal in zoos. Yeah. To get them is really 
a big score. And you said there were some in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah, I believe yeah. that's a big zoo. Yeah. How many were there? Do you know? I can't remember. I really can't remember. I know they, um, they had, I'm sure, it was, I'm pretty sure it was the San Diego Zoo. It was back in, I want to say it was something like, it was 50, no, it was before. So it, it would have been like eight, almost 1820 years ago. They had a, a baby panda born in the San Diego Zoo. Oh, okay. And they, they even had a webcam for you. You could watch it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it just reminds me of, uh, remember Anchorman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they're, when they're, they're all, the, the, the panda bear is like super elusive. and they're all, Every news is trying to get the scoop, and then he jumps into a brown bear pit. And, that's yeah, funny. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> but in China, there are actually around 250 pandas in captivity. Hmm. And in the wild, they're said it's nobody really knows the exact amount, obviously, but it's said to be around two to three thousand living in the wild. Not that That's, many, yeah. But so yeah, ten percent of American captivity then. Yeah. Wow. You could say that, and but they also don't cover a huge range, either. So oh. there's maybe there's not supposed to be a lot of them. I don't really know. Oh. But um, good news. I do have some good news for them. Uh, on the conservation scale, in 2016, they actually moved up. Hmm. They were set at a four, meaning endangered, and then um, they just recently moved to a five. So oh. they got moved up. That's well, good. That's good. Yeah. So they are now vulnerable, which is every other bear that we've covered so far. So the population has actually increased, and that's we, we like to hear that. That's good yeah. news. Oh, and I also wanted to add that a red panda is not a bear but is like a distant relative of the panda Aww. but they're not they're not a bear or anything yeah kaylee's got a stuffed animal one yeah your red daughter panda. loves red pandas she just loves panda. Panda. anything yeah. with a panda name on it <laughs> yeah all right so now we are going to move continents all right we are actually going to go to south america mm. because there is a bear that lives there and this is the spectacled bear Huh. Also known as the Andean bear or the short-faced bear. And these guys live in parts of western Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, western Bolivia, and northwest Argentina. So pretty much uh, all around the Andes Mountains. All right. Uh, their fur is blackish, and they get their name from the lighter coloring on their chest, neck, and face. Wow. Same as, But this one, with these guys, it actually covers a bit larger area than all the others. Oh, does it? All this right. white pattern goes all the way up and into their face. So oh. it, like, it kind of goes over their eyes like spect- spectacled bear because they, they're they called that because sometimes it looks like they're wearing glasses. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. Because the the white the yeah the pale the white marks go all the way up to their face and around their <laughs> eyes, so it looks like they're wearing spec spectacles. Nice. <laughs> and since they live in dense forests, they are also arboreal and live in the trees. Hmm. Uh, males range from around 200, 200 to around four hundred fifty. I mean that four fifty is pretty big, but yeah. normally they'll be right around the three hundred mark. And obviously, fem- females being smaller. And comparative to other bear species, these guys have a, a rounder face and a much shorter and broader snout. Like, their face just isn't that long. Huh. Uh, hence the name Short-Faced Bear, which is their nickname. Um, other short-faced bears that used to live uh, in, like, ancient times, these are... Uh, spectacled bears are our descendants of these ancient short-faced bear species that used to live all in the Americas. Huh. Like, and they were huge. Hmm. But um, they are mostly herbivores. Only about 5 to 7% of their diet is meat. 
Uh, it is the second heaviest mammal native to South America, following oh, wow. a tapir. Remember what yeah, tapir man. was? Is this some kind of antelope thing? No, tapir. They're they're really weird. We talked about them when we um, in our yeah. I remember uh, we talked about them. I think our jaguar episode. Uh, they they have like a little like a small trunk, like an elephant almost, but many mm-hmm. really many, and they're they're really they're kind of fat and big. I don't know what family they fit in, but mm. maybe I'll have to show you a picture if you can't think of them right yeah. now. But they are so yeah, they're the second heaviest mammal in in South America. And they sometimes, but very rarely, share habitats with the jaguar. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely, though, and they actively avoid jaguars as much as they can. Mm, yeah. Because it's be a similar case as, like, a sloth bear versus a tiger. Yeah. Uh, but the only true predator that they face, and it's it's not really the adults, it's more for the cubs, is our cougars. Oh, all right. That because coug- these bears live in the higher altitudes more so than jaguars. Jaguars don't typically oh. go in the higher altitudes, mm-hmm. but cougars will. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of their only real natural predator. I mean, obviously humans are going to be their uh, main ones, but these bears are also at a five, so they're vulnerable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think all of our bears have been five so far. Yeah. Um, and here's an interesting thing. I, I didn't know this. I'm not really familiar with this character, but uh, the children's character, Paddington Bear, mm-hmm. uh, is actually a, a spectacled bear. Interesting. Yeah, because I, don't I thought he was he British. Looks like one either. I thought it was British. It's a British story, yeah. It's just a little teddy bear. But I think, I think in the story, yeah. like, the guy goes to Peru and gets a bear there. Oh. That's what I just briefly read a little bit about it. So I, I'm hmm. not familiar with this character. I know there's been, like, two films recently about um the, the talking bear uh but i haven't seen that myself you haven't either have you no i didn't see the movies yeah i don't really care to either not yeah. not my cup of tea no <laughs> nice british pun there yeah, i know i did on purpose paddington's not my cup of tea <laughs> so our next bear is one people should definitely know that's the american black bear hmm these bears are widely spread out in many different environments in North America, in the U.S., Canada, and even Mexico. Huh. It is the most common and widely distributed bear in North America. Now, there are 16 different subspecies of the black bear. Wow. Yeah, and I'm not going to name them all. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to name them all. Subspecies are basically categorized by where they live and what their environments are. Mm-hmm. And subspecies, it gets it gets really confusing and complicated when talking about subspecies sometimes. So I'm not going to do too much into that. However, I will say that the subspecies that lives here in northern Utah is actually called a cinnamon bear. Oh. Yeah. These cinnamon bears can sometimes have a lighter color coat that looks brown mm-hmm. or a reddish brown color. You know, looks like cinnamon. Yeah. Uh, now, this can be confusing, <laughs> right, as they yeah. are occasionally misidentified as being a brown bear, but in fact, they're still a black bear. Uh, and we mentioned this briefly in our Yellowstone episodes a little bit about these bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is for our local listeners. If you see a bear here in Utah, it is a black bear, even though it may appear to be brownish in color. We no longer have uh, grizzly bears or brown bears um here in Utah. Yeah. 
But yeah, damn, subspecies can be confusing sometimes. Oh, and I've actually seen I've actually seen black bears in the wild. Nice. Where'd uh, you see it? Me, my brother, and my dad, we went up to the Uena Mountains, mm-hmm. which is only like an hour and a half away from Salt Lake City. And uh, we saw a mama bear and two cubs. It was pretty cool. Nice. I remember taking some pictures on my camera, but this was back in like 2009 before smartphones. So I have no idea where those photos are anymore. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was We had like a ravine to look over. So we uh-huh. weren't in any, nobody was in any danger or anything. Uh-huh. And they were just kind of, the cubs were just playing on the hill with each oh, other. Yeah. Uh, they, one of them tumbled down a little bit. It was pretty fun. Nice. It was pretty cool to watch. I saw we I saw one as a scout. We were up at Camp New Fork. Where's that? Uh, um, it's uh, you know I can't remember. It's probably Wyoming or northern Utah, Idaho. I don't know okay. somewhere around there. It's, I don't yeah, go. Yeah, I can't even remember. I, I was a scout. We never paid attention to where we were going. We just <laughs> we just went okay. There. Where we go? We're, I'm in the car having fun. But yeah, so we went there and we canoed around the lake at uh, New Fork Lake. So it's probably Uinas, I would assume. It's probably in that area, but it was an actual scout camp. But yeah, so we canoed around the the lake, and we got around the bend, and we saw a mama. Same thing as you, mama bear with mama. two cubs, just on the rocks there. The the cubs were kind of were kind of playing a little bit, and they the the all of a sudden they kind of stopped. The mom had been watching us when we saw yeah, it. Yeah, I can imagine. And so we're like, oh, and we're just kind of paddling paddling uh, through this bend in the lake. We were probably I don't know, forty, fifty yards, you know, oh, from the shore, and the and then the baby cubs turned and they saw us, and they froze and looked at us. We're like, oh, you know, <laughs> we were we were freaking out a bit, and then one of them started kind of bounding towards us. We're like, ah! we start paddling <laughs> faster, but it only went like I don't know, maybe ten yards or something. Okay, and, yeah. You know, it, well, it didn't even go. It didn't go. F- far enough to where it would have to swim you know right, it was right, still, right. still in the, the water so then it just stopped and looked at us and then they they all walked up the hill it was a really yeah. rocky hill but... kind of cool though huh it was it was cool neat to see, to see them see react yeah. to you like that yeah they were probably just like oh what's that i want to play yeah they're, those baby cubs are just they <laughs> cubs are adorable friendly. they're yeah. just they're curious about everything yeah and it's wanna... almost they're almost like a they're almost at a pet at that stage they're just yeah they're not uh, aggressive they just play around mm-hmm. and they're exactly right yeah all right, so you know the crescent moon-shaped patch that uh, the Asiatic bears have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, American black bears can also have that. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's a common theme with the, these bears. And only, But only about 25% of American black bears actually do get this white patch on their chest. You know, it's funny. This is starting to sound like any bear is just a bear. There's no real way to identify yeah, it. Okay, we've got a to... black bear here, but sometimes they're brown, so they're not really... But they're still a black they're bear. Still bl- yeah. <laughs> this one's got a... The sun bear has a thing on his chest, and... Uh, oh, by the way, the other ones have that. <laughs> all, almost all the other ones also have that. It's super hard to tell them apart sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the size of black bears uh, can vary quite a bit depending on where they live. Adult males can range anywhere from 125 to 550 pounds. Wow! So that's over a 400 pound difference there. Yeah. So it all just matters in wh- where they live in their environments. And so the larger ones are going to be up north and in higher elevations. Yeah. And normally a black bear's diet is about 85% vegetation. But this also differs between subspecies and, yeah. and where they live. So in Labrador, Canada, they are exceptionally carnivorous. They're oh. very carnivorous, living largely off caribou. And wow. Even, and even and deer and moose. Wow. Yeah. I think that'd be hard to get. 
<laughs> you would think. I, I mean, they probably go for the young ones and sick ones. Ah, oh, that's true. But uh, yeah, so the, it depends. It just varies so much on where they live. Hmm. And um, they're also known to be scavengers as well, too. Oh, black yeah. bears. You know, we, oh, there's how many times have you seen a video of them like dumpster diving? Yeah. In, in <laughs> yeah. towns. Yeah. yeah. So they, they do that. They're kind. Of, and this forty they're, they're forty like, pound dog will chase it off. Yeah. They're, they're kind of in some ways they're kind of like a a, a large raccoon. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. kind of how we kind of consider that's them. That's true. They're, yeah. just, they're just a big ass raccoon. Yeah. And they're just kind of pests in some yeah. areas. You know. But they also have several enemies. They share territories with coyotes, wolves, cougars, even jaguars, and the much larger brown bears. Mm. Oh, and in some areas, alligators. Wow. They're, yeah, they're down there too, man. That's interesting. And they stretch, like in like I said, they're just in so many environments here in North America. Hmm. And if brown bears are in their environments, they pretty much they're well. The black bears are very skittish and easily frightened because brown bears brown bears just dominate over them. Oh yeah, yeah. And they are also largely arboreal in certain environments and excellent climbers. Uh, to the conservation scale, what do you think they are? Uh, I'd say they're fine. Maybe six. They're at a seven. Oh okay. So they are of least concern. However. Sub different subspecies. Some are better off than others, oh, and it right. varies. But overall, they are at a seven. So you're saying there's a five in there somewhere? Yeah, Just I'm sure there's a five. I think it was the <laughs> was it the Alabama or Georgia black bear was pretty, oh interesting was pretty low on its numbers. But yeah, they're in the they're in the Everglades. They're wow. up in the mountains. They're in the deserts. Remember how in our jaguar episode we talked about. Uh, uh, one of the jaguars was found feeding on a black bear. Oh, mm-hmm. Where they found the carcass and that a jaguar killed. Yeah. yeah. So they're everywhere. Gee. And they're one of the few bears that will hibernate. They actually do hibernate during winters. I don't think they hibernate everywhere. It just depends on where they live and what subspecies again. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, black bears and brown bears are pretty much the only su- uh, species that hibernate. Hmm. Uh, adult black bears are quite capable of killing people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they typically avoid confronting humans whenever possible, although there are a number of cases of black bears attacking humans. Mm. And like several of these bear species, we will cover them in a solo episode. All right. I, 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 wanted, I almost did that earlier, like in episode 26. I was like, it's either black bears or this, and so I almost did it. Mm. So we're going to cover them again soon. Though. Oh, by the way, we were in... Remember when we went camping in Uena's... Uh, uh, this summer, remember? Um, I don't. Not I don't you, your, I don't, your dad. No, you didn't go. Your dad went, and then okay. all of us. We went. Uh, and I can't remember which lake it was at. Oh, I know. I got to find out. Sorry, doesn't matter. Yeah, Most people we, won't know anyway. At, at uh, close to nighttime, it was a nighttime or in the morning. I can't remember. You could. We could hear a bear just. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it was loud. That's cool. But so we're like, oh man, what are we doing? We're intense, you know. <laughs> you were probably freaking out, right? But uh, I don't know. I was a little worried. I had kids, you know. Yeah, but, okay. But no, we were fine. Yeah, we just heard it, and but there was a lot of there were. I mean, it was a busy campground. There were a lot of people. Yeah, there. yeah. Oh, that's fine. That happens. But black bears, you don't normally you don't uh, fear them too much. Yeah. Well, they're they're get scared off pretty easily. But uh, that's not to say for some of these next guys. These are our heavy hitters coming up here. All right. And we have two remaining species, being the brown bear and the polar bear. And I actually want to do the polar bear 
right now first. Oh, Mostly right. because we are going to do a solo episode on them next week. All right. And I don't want to give too much away, and, and but I'm gonna I am gonna talk about them a little bit here. But polar bears are the largest land carnivore on the planet. Mm. They are a true carnivore, um, but yeah, the largest they are a true carnivore, unlike the other bear species. And they they live in the Arctic Circle regions that range from Greenland, which is actually owned by Denmark, uh, Norway, Russia. Uh, U.S. in Alaska and northern Canada. Mm. An adult male can range between 775 pounds to 1,500 pounds. Wow. <laughs> that is a big-ass bear. Yeah. Uh, and actually females, you know how I said most of them are around uh, 20 to 30% smaller? Mm-hmm. Females are actually about half the size. Wow. Yeah. I don't I don't know why, but that was that's what I read about. That's crazy. And polar bears are actually classified as a marine mammal. Interesting. Yeah, and as they are extreme, they live mostly in on around the coasts and the oceans. You know, diving in the ice. Yeah. And uh, so they are extremely excellent swim- swimmers. Like really good. Uh, they primarily feed on different seal species and whatever they can find. They will even feed on reindeer, muskox, birds, rodents, crabs. Uh, they sometimes feed on plants as well, but just not all, not very often. So they are hmm. still a car- true carnivore. Uh, their options are somewhat limited due to being in the frozen tundra, but anything they can get their paws on, they will eat. Hmm. Even a person. Makes sense. Yes. There is, there's so much more to cover, and I, I want to give out a, little, a couple little teasers for what we're going to cover next week, okay? All right. Uh, we will cover all about the polar bears, more into their habitat, physical characteristics, behavior, hybrids. Ooh. Yeah. Um, their hunting and their diet and how they hunt. Their kind of their life cycle and their ecological role in their environment. Climate, we'll, we'll touch into the climate change and the effects on for them. I know that's a huge deal for people. Um, predators. There is actually one animal that has been documented to prey on polar bears. Wow. I'm not going to tell you what it is until next Find I out next week. I have an idea, but I bet you're wrong. Really? Tell me your idea. Orca. Nope. Are you serious? Something else. Penguins. I remember you reading a story about them being a bull. Penguins don't even live on this. You did that to piss me off, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know you did that nice. to piss me off. I, I read a, I was reading a story with uh, Dave's son, and it had the polar bear and penguin like uh, uh, like interacting with each other. I'm like, this is stupid, and I was I was just upset. <laughs> was like polar bears and penguins don't even live on the same continents, and I told him to write that down. So yeah, he, he did. <laughs> I know he did. Yeah. I saw. I made him do it. <laughs> but yeah, there is there is something that has been known to prey. On a polar bear. I'm not going to tell you what it is. That is crazy. Find out next oh, week. Oh, I got another one. What? Sperm whale. Nope. Oh, all right. It's not a so, whale. Wow. What What else could be there being? Well, find out, Dave. Oh, gee, leave find me a out. cliffhanger. Yep, find out next week. And then, so we'll talk about them in pop culture as well and a few stories. Sounds good so far, huh? Yeah. For next week. <laughs> but on our conservation chart, uh, polar bears, they, they are with most of our bears so far, they are five, so vulnerable. All right. So now let's go to our eighth and final bear species, the brown bear. Uh, thankfully, we are going to cover them in their own episode sometime because there is 
just so much about him. There's another shot, by the way. <laughs> uh, I also I, there's an, also with brown bears, 16 different subspecies. Wow. Yeah, it makes the things really easy for me. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really hard to, to uh, like. It's uh, the subspecies are complicated. Yeah. Uh, but uh, unlike the American black bears that's just in North America, brown bears are all over the northern hemisphere. Oh, all right. And in lots of areas you never expected, Dave. So we know brown bears as grizzly bears here in the United States yeah. and Canada as well. But grizzlies are just one of the 16 subspecies under the brown bear umbrella. Huh. Grizzly bear is what they're called here in, yeah, in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, in North America, they are mostly in Canada and Alaska, the All grizzly right. bears. 95% of grizzlies in the U.S. are in Alaska, actually. Hmm. Boy, they have some in Wyoming, don't they? Yeah, so the other 5% are mostly a part of the Yellowstone, the greater Yellowstone ecosystem. Hmm. So, so around they, Yellowstone and outside of it. Were they planted? Well, I say planted, but were no, they... No, they were naturally... I mean, they were, they naturally lived in Utah, a couple hundred years ago, hmm. but it was us that did that got them out. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so yeah, that can't. So the Yellowstone ecosystem ecosystem is uh, the park itself, and then the outskirts, obviously. Hmm. And yeah, they used to be all over the U.S., even in the eastern United States. Wow. Yeah, but they also live in Europe, hmm. mostly Eastern Europe, but also in Spain. Wow. Italy, Jeez. Germany. Czech Republic, so in the Alps mountain range, uh-huh. but uh, very spotty throughout Europe. Are they smaller over there? Or? They're going to be a, tend to be a little smaller than like the grizzly bears that we know, hmm. uh, but not much. They're still big, big ass Jeez. bears, like couple several hundred pounds. They're pretty aggressive, or mm, brown bear? No, not really aggressive. Hmm. It just kind of depends. Hmm. Uh, there are even in many parts of Asia. So they're all over Russia as well, North China, North Korea, also in parts of the Middle East, like Turkey, Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, wow. in the mountains. That is crazy. Yeah, you never would, I bet you didn't know that. No. So you learned something here today. How does it survive? <laughs> Gee, that's got to be hot. But they live in the higher altitudes. Oh, all right. So, like Pakistan, how does it get there? Well, Pakistan has Iraq. tons of, and a lot of the, those Middle Eastern countries have a lot of mountain ranges. Hmm. That they that that's where they live on. Huh. And uh, several, they also live in several parts of Southern Asia, like in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. uh, bordering uh, India and Bhutan, China and Nepal. Hmm. So they'll live up there as well. Also, even Japan. Wow. Yeah. So they have the they have the broadest range of any bear species, and there's actually, actually an excellent story of a Japanese bear attack that oh, yeah? I really want to cover soon. Oh, not today! Oh. No, not today. There's another shot though. <laughs> <laughs> and they used to be uh, there used to be a subspecies living in the Atlas Mountains in northern Africa, hmm. but are believed to be extinct since the 1800s. Um, same, there used to be a subspecies in Mexico as well, but, uh, they have not been seen in Mexico since like 1980. Oh. But yeah, there used to be a bear species in Africa. There are no more bears in Africa. Oh, okay. 
So obviously, since they cover so many parts of the world and diff so many different environments, their size will vary dramatically. You know. Yeah. Uh, the largest subspecies is the Kodiak bear. Mm. Uh, they live along the coast of Alaska and also eastern Russia along the mm. coasts. These Kodiaks rival the polar bears in total size. Wow. They're not too far off. If Sometimes they're not far off at all, but they're neck and neck. Wow. But size can size range can uh, vary anywhere from 200 to 1,500 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that... Is, like that is such a huge difference. Yeah. Well, that and that even ends up being bigger than what they said a polar bear would be. Polar bears said to to get up to hundred to fifteen hundred as well. Oh, it did. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is an ish. What I'm giving okay. you this, this is an ish. But yeah, they can get up to the polar bear size easy. Gee. These Kodiaks, at least. Wow. Uh, How'd you like to see one of those brawls? Oh, I polar bear. A polar bear versus, versus a Kodiak. Kodiak. That would be awesome. <laughs> But uh, the total population of brown bears is believed to be over 200,000 worldwide. And where do you think they are on the conservation chart, Dave? That sounds fine to me, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they are at a, also at a seven. Okay. But obviously it's going to be different for subspecies. And yeah. Whatnot. Like the subspecies here um, in the Yellowstone ecosystem is, isn't that great, the numbers-wise. But it's getting better, but... They, uh, it just depends on where they are and what yeah. subspecies. But for the most part, brown bears are also at a seven. Hmm. Whew, Dave, we made it through all eight species. Wow. <laughs> and I know I'm, I'm like barely scratching the surface. That was not a pun. I almost took it as I, one. <laughs> I, it was, it was not a pun. <laughs> but the, yeah, we're barely scratching the surface on most of these guys. Uh, but it, it was kind of on purpose because at least five, at least five of these bears, we will certainly have their own episodes on sometime, and we will go into lot into greater depth when we do those. But what do you say we get to a story, Dave? All right, this is actually a recent story that I almost used as a last on last week's episode, but thought it would be better suited here. So let's get going. All right. Let's we gotta meet a family though, okay? Let's meet a family. We have a uh, German Roseholt. So it's a really oddly spelled name. It's G J E R M U N D. Wow. It's Norwe it's a Norway Norwegian name. Yeah, I totally wouldn't know how to pronounce that one. Either I don't G think, or G or, or I just I'm just ignoring the G. The G. I'm just ignoring <laughs> the G. I don't know if I'm right, but it's uh, we're gonna call him German Roseholt. Oh wait, a J, a J would be a Y, an e, a Y sound. Dave. Yeah. I don't care. What are they called? What kind of sound is that called? How to spell it again? I want to see. Here, look. So it'd be like Giermund. Giermund. Uh, that actually sounds about right. But I wrote it down way too many times to change how I'm going to say it. <laughs> so it's Giermund. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, and then his uh, partner, Valerie Fioret, she's a French Canadian, and their 10 month old baby named Adele. Hmm. They. Uh, they like to spend their time, and they're spending the, in this last fall. They were spending their time in the Yukon region of northern Canada, where they like to do uh, fur trapping. And they had purchased the trap line three years before, and planned to spend as much time in the beautiful remote region as possible, living off the land. 
So spending time there was a balancing act for them because Valerie was also a sixth grade French immersion teacher. Huh, interesting. In the town of Whitehorse, which is about 250 miles away from their cabin in the Yukon. Hmm. But the baby Adele came and Valerie went on maternity leave, hmm. giving the family an opportunity to pursue their passion living in the Canadian wilderness. Hmm. So Germ Germand... Damn it, now you're making me second guess it. <laughs> Germand, that's what it is. It's Germand. Okay. Operated a company called Wild Tracks, serving as a guide for people interested in hunting, fishing, and trapping. Oh. We have a brother-in-law that does something similar yeah. to that. So that's that's cool. Uh, so he is very experienced in trapping and would cra he would craft furs into many different clothing items and other things to sell them. Uh, in the Yukon, in the Yukon, trappers own a series of traps called a line, and they routinely go from location to location on foot or on snowmobile. Um, it's they use it as source a source of income, but mainly a way of life hmm. for them. Um, for mainly a way of life for outdoorsy people like German and Valerie. They also liked taking photos and putting them up on Facebook. And Instagram, uh, showing off the beautiful Yukon region where they lived. But recently, their attention shifted when their child, Adele, came into their picture. And uh, now most of their photos have been about the child. Hello, Adele. <laughs> so, <laughs> we've got to know them a little bit. We kind of... Uh, they, they seem like a nice people. Great couple, right? Yeah. Oh, and uh, the Yukon is also a very dangerous region as well. Not only can the weather be dangerous, like switch on a dime there. Mm -hmm. uh, they lived among wild animals like wolves and bears. Uh, the family was never too worried about it, though, as they were both experienced bush people and German always carried a gun around. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, have you ever seen those Alaskan shows? Um, Which ones? Uh, Life Below Zero. Oh, I used to watch that one. Yeah, ones. I used to watch that one as well. And I oh, I did see one where they had uh, they lived in an igloo. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, you definitely if you're living in Alaska and going around the wilderness, I definitely want a gun on me at all times. Oh yeah. But uh, now to the story. Uh, it happens Monday, November twenty sixth, and on this day, German left the cabin that morning to go check on the trap line. Now, on his way back at around 3 p.m., and he's only around 300 yards from the cabin, he sees a large grizzly bear. Ooh. This bear charges at oh. Sherman. He had a gun on him and actually manages to shoot and kill the charging bear. Ooh. Imagine how scary that would be. Oh, yeah. That would be terrifying. But things get much worse for German. Hmm. When he arrives back to his cabin, he finds Valerie and Adele dead. Oh my goodness. Valerie and the 10-month-old baby are both dead. Wow. No one knows exactly what happened, but the same bear he just shot had mauled his family sometime earlier that day while he was away. Wow. But it's believed Valerie went for a walk just outside the cabin with Adele when they were attacked. Wow. German used an emergency beacon device to call for help. 
the call went to a village called Mayo. Uh, the call also went to friends of the couple. A friend of the couple named Remy Beaupre, who's also French-Canadian, says, It's a big, big blow. Everybody is totally devastated right now. Wow. He also says, They were, I'm 100% sure, well-prepared for anything that could have happened. But you never know. Wow. That is crazy. And then a, a fellow fur trapper named Brian Milanson. His uh, trap line is in the same area. He'd only met the couple a few times, but it was clear to him that they knew what they were doing in the wild. And Brian says, these are competent bush people. It's not from lack of experience. Hmm. So it's really a freak accident that happened. I mean, it's yeah. just one of those things. You could be experienced and prepared for anything, but sometimes... A force of nature just happens. That's true. Nice. Yeah, nice that, was, that was a good time to put it in yeah. there. Huh? Maybe lighten it up a bit. <laughs> you know, it seems like if you think about it, the bear gets the family first. It's almost like then he hunted down uh, the, the German? German. Yeah, Ger- German. Whatever you yeah. say. Almost sounds like he hunts him down. Well, he was too. he was coming up so, to the property. He was walking oh. back to it. I wonder if the bear then wanted to claim that area, and that's, that's why. Yeah, may, maybe. And so that sets up for what I was going to say. I, I couldn't find any details of, like, what the bear did to the bodies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they were, like, being eaten or anything oh. like that. I, I don't they, – they never – that information was not released. At least not yet. It hasn't been. But it was possible I, – I, I wouldn't doubt that it was possibly a predatory kill. Yeah. And this was, and I base that because it's right before winter mm. when the bears go into hibernation and they try to fatten themselves up and eat whatever they can. So it, it that, that would make sense and why it was possibly a predatory yeah. attack. And they've never uh, had any uh, bear visits at, at before that I'm aware yeah. of. They, at least it was never shared. So I wouldn't doubt it was a predatory attack. Just be, um, it follows the evidence with them going into hibernation soon. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt that, but quite a sad story. Yeah, huh, Dave? Yeah. Well, Gee. that's uh, gonna actually wrap up the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't always like to end on Way a to somber. End on that one. I don't. I don't always like to end on a somber story, but sometimes we we have to because yeah. our our uh, broadcast sometimes it is sad. Yeah. Animal tags kill people, so it can be sad. Not all of them are funny. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful with those. Brown bears. Eh? Brown bear, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're awesome. We love brown bears. We love bears, but yeah, they can also be very dangerous. Yeah. So I would not get close to them. Yeah. I mean, that's really what I mainly hear about. Like, black bears to me, from the stuff we hear, it's like, nah, nah, they're yeah. fine, you know. I, I've, but, I, but the brown bears, you got to watch no, out. Oh, dude. They're, yeah, they could I've, be really I've heard aggressive. Of, I've, I, uh, God, there was one recent one. I've, I've heard a couple stories of uh, a black bear attacking somebody. And then the people, so what you're supposed to do, actually, this is here, I'll give it a little here. So what you're supposed to do if a black bear attacks you, you're actually supposed to fight back. Hmm. You, you want, okay. I, and I've read several stories of, <laughs> I read one recently of uh, like a 70 year old, he used to, he was an ex-boxer. Uh-huh. And he just, he gave left, right, left, right, left, right, <laughs> right into the snout of the bear. The, nice. the, the bear had a bloody nose and just kind of whimpered off after the attack. <laughs> But if you are attacked by a brown bear, what do you do? 
Nothing. Kiss your ass goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what there is. You're supposed to lay down. I don't. We'll when we cover um, grizzly bears sometime. I will go into better like what you're supposed to do during an attack. All Sound right. good? Yeah. I don't have that yeah. the proper information right now. I know you're supposed to play dead, and but also bears will eat you while you're still alive. Yeah. So I but don't know if that's the best option. Black, but then again, I don't know what is yeah. the best if there is a good option. Brown bears aren't going to get spooked off like that. No. In fact, spooking them is what makes them go after you. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it all, it's all situational. Yeah. I mean, there's. If you don't see a brown bear, that's good. It usually means they know you're there and they're staying away. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> if you, you just don't want to surprise one. Yeah, because then they... And especially a mama bear. They'll freak out and do something. Yeah, especially with mama bear with cubs. Remember yeah. we had the... Um, I can't remember what episode number it was, but we had... It was a, funny, a funnier story when the guys get attacked by a mama bear... And then they have the bear, bear spray, spray yeah. and they act, they they spray they spray the bear in the face, but at the same time they also spray themselves in the face. So all three of them are just like running around blind. Yeah. But yeah, that was a funny story. Yeah. Uh, that didn't end up in death, but this last one did. Yeah. As what as happens. Yeah. But yeah, that's gonna wrap up the episode. Uh, for next week, we like I said, we're gonna have the solo episode all about polar bears. So we're going to go into much greater depth on them. Like I said earlier, what I talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, You find out what what has been known to prey on a polar bear before. Just tell me, Matt. I'll tell you you off air, but I'm not telling you on air right now. (laughs) But uh, polar bears are super cool animals. So there will be a lot of fun information there. And I I know of at least one or two really good stories so far. I'll do more research into it. But I know of one really, well, it's another sad story. (laughs) But it's a really good story, too. Uh, after that, though, I'm not totally sure what we will cover. It's possible we might do another bear-related episode. All right. I, did, I just don't feel like I did these bears justice by kind of just really going fast, rapid-fire through them. So I want to... I might do another bear story. All right. It might just be like an episode all like just bear stories. Oh, okay. Instead of going over every one of them. Mm-hmm. It's like a solo episode. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do that. That that actually sounds like a good idea. I just hmm. came up with it on the spot. Hey. <laughs> so if you kept taking a shot, that was really just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take one shot off that one. So, yeah, possibly do more bear stuff. And I also I want to cover um, leopard uh, the leopard seal. Ooh. Which is going to be like one of those, like, nobody knows really knows about a leopard seal. So mm-hmm. it might surprise a lot of people. So I, re- I kind of want to do a leopard seal sometime this winter. All right. I think it would fit really good. And they're really cool animals. And yes, they have attacked people. Oh, I'll bet. Yes. So not not often, but yeah. I, I think I want to do a leopard seal sometime in the next couple episodes. All right. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll sit on it and figure it out. But um, yeah, we don't have any shout outs this week, unfortunately. Our mm. listeners, they, come on, guys. <laughs> but uh, if anyone leaves us a review, we will give you a personal shout out. So make sure you go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show if you don't use itunes and whatever platform you use um give us a review there or and if you can't do that then go to facebook or our instagram page and leave us a review there it, just, it really helps out on the business end of things so please be sure to do that right after you listen to it if you're listening on podbean which i know we have a lot of podbeans just leave a little comment right after you listen to it say you liked this episode say you hated it say dave's puns are shitty i don't know <laughs> i don't mind go ahead <laughs> Now, also, if you want to be even more of an awesome person, you can become a producer of this show by 
by giving us a little donation. And that would be more than wonderful. Um, you know, I work hard in putting these together. Dave works hard. Uh, what do you do again? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Dave does all the computer stuff that I don't know how to do. And I think he's going to have to do a lot because we've peaked a lot on this one. Yeah. So you're going to... And I do all the laughing, you know. It's it's tiring. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, we work hard on the show, so a little donation would be, it would be so awesome, you know? yeah. And all the money would go into the podcast anyway. And so there's some books that I want to get uh, for research on future episodes. So by donating, you'll actually be, you'll actually help improve the show. So if you could do that, it'd be more than awesome. And the way you can do that is. On PayPal, you can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or you could go to my account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-Death-51, and this is all in the description below as well. Uh, also, remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share on the show itself, or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode idea, which would be great, uh, feel free at any time to email us, or you can do it on Facebook as well. Uh, and also, uh, if you can, please try to recommend the show to family and friends. That uh, really helps to build us up. Um, tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones that we need to be on. Uh, Dave, anything to add? No. Uh, Colonel Cheetor? I run fast. Really fast. Okay, yeah, that's probably the last time we're going to do that. that. That might get old fast. <laughs> fast, you said fast. Ah, damn it. <laughs> but this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. All right, tell me about this predator thing. For